0: All right. Well, now it's time for part two of Mile High Magazine. And something real exciting is happening here in Denver as well. We were just talking about Aurora Pride. Now let's talk about something a little different. It is an opera, a modern opera called Ms. Butterfly. And the director and the founder and kind of the creator of this whole thing, Dennis Law, is here. Good morning. Good morning. Well, first off, let's talk about when this is going to be happening. Because it's going to happen with the Denver International Festival of Arts and Technology. Technology, correct? Yes. Okay, what is that for folks that aren't sure? Well, I made a donation
1: and bequest to the University of Denver a year and a half ago to start this Institute of Arts and Technology so that right here in Denver, for the first time in this country, we have an institute that acts as a think tank to try to merge multicultural arts
0: mm-hmm.
1: and digital technologies in a way that would provide new content for the benefit of everybody.
0: Right. And it's happening on the DU campus. When is this coming up? It's pretty soon.
1: Yes. We open the first event, 25th of July, and we finish in the evening of the 31st.
0: Okay. So July 25th through the 31st.
1: At the Newman Center. At at the the Newman Newman Center.
0: And for folks that want to buy tickets, I mean, what kinds of things are going to be happening before we get in to Ms. Butterfly? That's one of the things happening. What else is going on?
1: Well, the only thing that requires tickets is our four shows World premiere of the show Miss Butterfly. Okay, and as usual, authorized tickets are available at NewmanTix.com. Okay, because that's the only place that you get regular tickets at regular prices. Sometimes you go to other brokers and they upcharge the tickets. Correct. So through NewmanTix.com, you get tickets very affordably at thirty-five twenty for a gigantic international musical theater production.
0: Well, tell me, I think folks have heard of Madame Butterfly and Miss Saigon. Tell me what is Miss Butterfly?
1: Well, I've always loved Puccini's works, but the old-fashioned or the legendary classic Madama Butterfly has a lot of elements that is not updated enough to attract our younger audiences, because the story about an American naval lieutenant falling in love almost be cheating, a 15-year-old Japanese geisha. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves her and he comes back a few years later with a new American wife, and then she uh, does herself in, mm-hmm. you know, depressed. That kind of submissive um, Asian women's story is re- reproduced in this Saigon many mm-hmm. decades later. A few right. Years to, and um, I've always thought that this kind of love, passion, betrayal really transcends national boundaries and races. So I had the idea of changing the story around and making Butterfly into a 28-year-old American heiress and that Pinkerton, the American naval lieutenant, becomes a naval captain of a Chinese aircraft carrier. And the story is reset 40 years ago to show this kind of story transcends Mm -hmm. those you know, politically correct or incorrect stereotypes. Right. And by, by doing the show 40 years from today, meaning the story, it gives us a lot more freedom to do something really whimsical, mm-hmm. imaginative about costumes. We change the, the libretto just somewhat to accommodate the story changes. I changed the ending in a surprising way. But now the story is totally understandable to millennials and younger mm-hmm. audiences, and it, but retains the magnificent melody of Puccini, particularly in Butterfly. is probably one of his best works in, ter- in terms of writing melodies.
0: Well, this had to have been a huge undertaking.
1: Well, to change a classic into yes. a modern piece of musical theater accessible to all is a is a big undertaking. And now as my new music adaptation is coming in, it's even dawning on me that the task was tougher mm-hmm. than I originally in- intended. But what I hear in the result is rather staggering. I think the audience would be shocked that technology provides us with new ways to make great things even better mm-hmm. and much more accessible and a lot less expensive in terms of ticket purchases. Because if you see traditional opera now, the tickets are up to $150, $200, $250. Right. $50. right. But we're able to deliver an international cast with beautiful music and costumes for $35 tops or so. It's a surprising thing to both, of, even to us as producers, right. to be able to do that.
0: How long did you work on this for?
1: Well, about a year and a half. I had this idea decades ago.
0: Okay, I figured you I, probably when did. When I
1: had, was with Opera Colorado. But in okay. those days, people were just too traditional to allow me to set forth a crazy, whimsical idea. And mm-hmm. now with the technology, that's getting more and more mature. The technology has made this thought of mine come true because it allows us exactly to do what I want, change it around, make it even more
0: entertaining at a lower price. Right. So it really is going to be accessible to all. Hold on just a second here. Hold on, hold on. Can I tell my daughter goodbye? <laughs> That's fine. Daddy's here. Yep. Okay. I love you. love you too. All right. Can you get down there for yourself? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, yeah. Text me when you're there, okay? Okay. Love you, girl. Took a quick break there. Yeah. Early on, when she asked you what else is going on, there are other things okay. yeah. in the festival that people do not see. Okay. free. Okay. We'll get back sure. to that, okay. that at the end. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All right. So you've obviously you had this idea for decades. It's come together, um, and it's going to be here. Is this the first ever Denver International Festival of the Arts and Technology?
1: We had one last year, but it was in the winter. Okay. But because of what we needed to do to put many elements together, we thought making this into a summer festival would be the best thing in the long run. So this is the first festival in the summer format.
0: And Miss Butterfly is the only thing that you actually need the tickets for, but there are going to be other events, other things that folks can attend for free on the DU campus. Yes,
1: the second major thing we have with this festival is an international competition of seven or eight elements in electroacoustic music. And uh, we held the preliminaries of this competition in Beijing about three weeks ago. Oh, really? And when it was live streamed with 15, 15 international judges, we commanded a viewership of 302,000 through live streaming wow. in 24 hours. So we selected all the finalists. So all the finalists in these seven categories are competing at the finals on the 29th, 30th, and 31st Okay. at the Newman Center.
0: It's pretty exciting. Well, I mean, to, you have to be excited that you had this vision and here it's come to fruition.
1: Well, to bring the international community together to appreciate these new end products mm-hmm. that result from multicultural collaboration and technology is really sort of a Uh, Challenge, but it's very gratifying.
0: I bet it is. And if you're just joining me, we're talking to Dennis Law, the director of Ms. Butterfly. That is going to have its world premiere uh, coming up here at the Denver, as we were just talking about, the Denver International Festival of Arts and Technology. This is the second one, the first one in the summer. And Dennis, what is your background to get into all of this?
1: I was a surgeon in Denver from 1978 to about 2,000. I worked at St. Anthony's Hospital and Humana Hospital up north, and I was aggressively associated with the Fight for Life helicopter program doing a lot of serious injuries in in, in those days.
0: So how did this come about? Well,
1: during those years, I was always very involved in the cultural arts in Denver. I was on the board of the Opera, co- Opera Colorado, and the board of the Colorado Ballet, and all the other arts things. Mm-hmm. So as I got tired of getting up in the middle of the night all the time, I switched <laughs> I switched my career. Uh-huh. Just like John Elway did. I quit, <laughs> I, quit, I quit at the height of my career. Right. I said, I'm going to do something else. Right,
0: you're going to go do something and then else. And I
1: started going to you know cultural arts and uh-huh. co- artistic exchange between China and the United States. So.
0: And you've talked a lot about the millennial generation. Why do you feel like it's so important to reach them?
1: Well, it is important to reach them because I think, you know, arts to me, the reason I put my second half of my life heavily into it, because I think both the culture and arts and spirituality are the several things that differentiates humans from animals, right? To, To me, Animals take care of the young. They find shelter and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't believe that animals have spirituality or arts, mm-hmm. really. At least I don't recognize it. So right. I think that's a sign of our humanity, humanity. To me, to put emphasis on that and also help cross-cultural collaboration is an important mission for me in the second half of my mm-hmm. professional life. That's why I'm doing this.
0: Well, I think it's exciting uh, for folks that maybe are not familiar with Madame Butterfly or Miss Saigon. Um, what can they expect to see as far as visually in this performance of Miss Butterfly?
1: Well, I have China's most famous and decorated costume and makeup designers do the, that part of the work. So the costumes for this story being told 40 years from now, I would call it briefly, it's like the Dior exhibit in steroids. Oh, those, nice. Okay. For those that got the privilege of seeing the Dior, sure. Dior exhibit at the, at the Denver Art Museum. But we have staggering costumes that fore- foretells the future of America mm-hmm. in high society. So was, the costumes are rather glorious. I've changed a lot of things to change the static operatic chorus into more of a quarter ballet. So this new production merges a mm-hmm. dance drama, a ballet drama, drama with an opera, so that the visual qualities are much more uh, enjoyable for the audience. Okay, and I think for this production too, for the first time in over a hundred years of the existence of Madame Butterfly, the role the the tenor role of previous Lieutenant Pinkerton is being sung by a Chinese tenor, mm. and that has never happened in over a hundred years of this opera's history because in the past you had a Caucasian lady pretending to be Japanese. Right. But it would be ultimate parody to have a, a an Asian make himself to be an American mm-hmm. face, right? So right. So two reversals don't make much sense. and But this time, I am having a Chinese tenor sing the entire role wow. of Pinkerton as a Chinese naval captain. And so this ethnic inversion, I think, would provide a lot of both both meaning, mm-hmm. uh, interpretation of meaning, as well as visuals in this. So, my, actually, my tenor arrives tonight.
0: Oh, exciting. Okay.
1: after a 30-hour flight. Oh, so my goodness. He's making history by singing, singing this role as an Asian, playing an Asian.
0: I, just incredible when you think about it. What is your hope um, for Ms. Butterfly? Obviously, the world premiere is going to be here in Denver. Are you hoping to take it on the road?
1: Oh, yes, because... I've changed it from a very expensive opera production to a relatively inexpensive musical theater production, which makes then Madame Butterfly, now called Miss Butterfly, Mm -hmm. absolutely doable as a touring, even Broadway show for eight shows a week, because that's what defines a Broadway musical theater piece. Because the old-fashioned opera, the classic opera, involves a 65-piece orchestra and the sets, and those operatic singers sing without mics, so they can't possibly sing more than one performance every three, three nights. So mm-hmm. now we've changed it because of technology so that our people can perform
0: eight shows a week. Right. And for folks who've never been to an opera, why should they come and see Ms. Butterfly?
1: Because they've got to learn why this has become a great classic for 100 years. And I can prove to them that it's worth it to them because now it'd be understandable. It is beautiful in ways that they've never seen before. And it truly celebrates what technology do to the arts. You know, CGI graphics, which is technology, has made the arts of animation so different today. And and although it's not empirical Mm -hmm. that arts, which is arbitrary, and science, which is absolutely mathematical, can ever mix together, but they do mix together and make it better for all of us.
0: Well, I think folks are going to feel your excitement listening this morning and want to go out and see it. Once again, Ms. Butterfly, a futuristic adaptation of Houtini's Madam Butterfly, is going to make its big international debut here in Denver. It's happening at the Denver International Festival of the Arts and Technology, which starts on July 25th, runs through the 31st. And for ticket information, once again, Dennis, where can they go? Newmantix.com. And definitely get your tickets, affordable tickets, too. We should point that out as well.
1: Yes, indeed. I hope everybody can come.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for being here this morning.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I'm Melissa Moore. It's Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday morning with me. And as always, this broadcast available as a podcast on the website.